want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hello, everyone. What's up? Welcome back to 8020. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. If this is the first episode you've ever clicked on or listened to, what's up? Welcome. My name's Lily, and I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we are doing a Q&A, which I know you guys love. You guys ask so many good questions. And if you ever have a question that comes to mind in between my Q&A episodes, because I like to do these once a month, typically they are at the end of the month, but last month kind of got messed up, so we're doing it mid-November now. Eventually, we'll get back on track, but right now, we'll just do them once a month. Also, the holidays are coming up. I'm thinking about dropping down to one episode a week just for the holidays, but also, I don't want to do that, you know? Like, I know I can do it, but there's just this mental block of like, oh shit, I really have a lot going on. What do I need to do to in order to keep myself sane and also keep creating a quality podcast? Because I would rather have quality over quantity and I feel like I've gotten really good at producing two episodes a week, but it would just be so much easier with some help. Like I really wish that I was on a network. That's like such a big goal for me, like going into the end of the new year is just grow the show as much as I can and eventually get on a network because it'd be so cool to have um just help with the podcast and just like level up the show like make it a very professional sounding show and just a better experience for everybody i just have a really good feeling about 2022 and that's all i'm gonna say right now i just have this gut feeling that it's gonna be a really good year um and a lot of really good things are gonna happen i digress um today's episode is gonna be a q a i actually wrote out in my journal because i'm doing this thing where i am not on my phone when i'm working because then i get really sidetracked like if i'm recording a podcast and i am looking at my phone for notes or something and i get an email or a notification or a text from a client i automatically feel like i need to respond to that when in reality it can wait because I have certain times in my day where I sit on my phone and I do text messages and I do emails and I respond to DMs because trying to do that 24-7 is so overwhelming and I don't know if you guys can like tell in my voice but I'm kind of a stress case today. I just have a lot going on and sitting down to record the podcast is supposed to be therapeutic so like I turn on my candle, my phone is away, I have a big glass of lemon water 
and I physically wrote out super old school um, all of your questions that I'm going to answer today. So I don't have like the names of the people. Typically, I like to say things like, oh, Jessica asks blah, blah, blah. But I wrote them out and I didn't write down your usernames, so I apologize for that. But let's just go ahead and get into the questions. I'll stop rambling and we can have a good, fun, little Ask Lily episode. Question number one is how to stop relying on just caffeine or coffee for energy. This is a fantastic question because I feel like most of us probably love the coffee. And there's a lot of conflicting information, honestly, um, about if coffee is good for you or not. Some people say it's good for you. Some people say it's not good for you. People who struggle with anxiety, coffee's not the best. Some people are so dependent on coffee, they truly get withdrawals if they don't drink it. It's an addictive thing. It really is. But if you can control it, if you only have like one cup of coffee a day, that's okay, right? As long as it doesn't make you feel these negative side effects. Now, if you're relying on caffeine for energy, this is where the problem comes in. If you can't naturally feel energetic when you wake up in the morning, there's probably, that's probably a red flag. Cortisol, which is the stress hormone, peaks in the morning or is supposed to peak in the morning. And this is to wake you up, get you energized for the day. And this is why a lot of us feel more productive in the morning because the stress hormone is triggered in the morning. So if you wake up and you drink coffee right away, you might feel a little bit more jittery than if you wake up and have some lemon water and then eat a little something small just to kind of coat the stomach and then drink a cup of coffee. So you're not just drinking coffee on an empty stomach and it like hits the bloodstream and you're like, woohoo. Ultimately, it comes down to this. What are you eating? Is the food that you're eating fueling you or is the food that you're eating draining you? If you're eating a lot of fast food, processed food, sugary foods, foods that come in a package, they're probably draining foods. If you are eating foods that come from the earth or animal proteins that used to have a face, high quality animal proteins, preferably free range, organic um, land animals, or wild-caught fish. Lots of good leafy greens, veggies, nuts and seeds, limited amounts of natural sugars. Those are the foods that are going to fuel you. And kind of like putting gas in the car, if you put the wrong type of gas in your car, things aren't going to go so well. Evaluate the foods that you're eating. What does your plate look like right now, and how can you possibly adapt that to give you more energy? And if you don't know where to start, hit me up because I love to help people with that. Tips on getting out of bed in the morning. I hit the snooze button for like two hours. This is a great question. Kind of goes with the previous question about energy and coffee. So obviously the food that you're eating and also what you did the night before has a lot to do with how you feel in the morning. If you're going to bed at like three in the morning and you expect to get up at five feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, chances are slim. That that's actually going to happen. So make sure you're getting at least eight hours of sleep. Although some people do well with like six, I feel like our age demographic in the 20s, we do really well with like eight to 10. Um, and that's just because honestly, our brains are still developing. Your brain continues to develop until you're like 21. I think it's 25 or 27 for boys. So your brain's still developing, your body's changing. 20-somethings put themselves through a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on in our lives. 
So you have to give yourself some grace and also let yourself rest and recover. So take a look at how much sleep you're getting. And I'd also recommend finding something that gets you excited to get out of bed. So maybe you schedule a workout that you love in the mornings, or maybe you create some sort of morning routine that you actually want to wake up to. And I have a couple podcast episodes um, about that. If you want to listen, I'll link them in the show notes. Can you talk more about your planning system on Google Drive? This is a good question. I think I posted about this on Instagram a couple times, but like my big Excel spreadsheets for all of my different projects um, and podcast episodes and stuff, it's kind of hard to explain verbally, to be honest with you guys, because my brain, I feel like most people have their own organization systems and like it only works in their brain. If they were, if they tried to explain it to someone else, it like wouldn't work. Um, but I guess I'll kind of give it a go. I don't know. Um, for the podcast, I have a spreadsheet for each season and I don't really like to write down a schedule for the podcast because sometimes I don't feel like talking about the topic that I had planned like three months ago to go in in that specific day. Sometimes it just doesn't feel right to me. I'm very intuitive with recording and I'm like, okay, if I don't want to talk about XYZ today, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to pick a different topic. Which gets me kind of in sticky situations sometimes because of other various reasons that I won't get into, but I don't know, that's that's just how I roll. So I have a big spreadsheet for each season. In one column, I'll write down the title of the podcast. In the next column, I'll write down the air date for the post date, the upload date, whatever. In the next column, I'll write down recording notes. So this is where like, if I'm having a guest, they'll go there. Anything that I know I already, that I already know I want to put in that podcast episode, I'll write it in the little notes column. And then I'll write down when I'm going to record the podcast. I typically record for Mondays on Thursdays and for Thursdays on Mondays. So like three to two days in advance. Um, And then I give myself three to two days to record the episode. I used to record a week in advance, but honestly, it's too much time in between. And I like the content to be very real and like in the moment. I'll only really bulk record episodes like a lot of time in advance if I really need to, like if I know I'm going to be really busy, but it rarely happens. And then at the bottom of the spreadsheet, after I've inserted all the different dates and titles and topics for the entire season, so this is typically 30 episodes, I want to say, like 25 or 30 episodes of the season, um, I'll put just like a running list of random ideas or if someone ever DMs me and says, hey, can you talk about this topic in a podcast episode? I'll write it down. So that's kind of the podcast planning. I love Excel spreadsheets, or I guess it's Google Drive spreadsheets. Same thing. Um, As far as projects go, I like to color code things. I like to use different columns for different due dates. I think that ultimately you just have to come up with your own system because this kind of only works in my own brain, I feel like. And different people are going to want different things in their organization systems. What are you most excited about for this holiday season? I'm really pumped for the wellness workshop, which actually on the day that you guys are listening to this, it is going on. So I've probably closed registration by now, but if you're listening to this before 4.30 Eastern on November 18th and you want to come to the wellness workshop, send me a DM and maybe I can see if I can get you in. Wink, wink. And I'm just excited about all the wellness fun that we're going to have. If you guys have been listening to the show, you know that wellness is my gift to you this holiday season and there's a lot of really fun stuff coming i'm so excited for black friday there's going to be a huge sale like this is going to be the biggest sale of the year and 
if you're not paying attention on Black Friday, what are you doing? So go follow me on Instagram because that's where it's all going to be. And probably the newsletter too. But I'm never going to do anything like this ever again. So if you want a very, 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 very good deal on one-on-one coaching, Black Friday, November 26th, be there or be square. I'm also really excited about the cookbook announcement coming at the end of November. And I'm doing a little 12 days of Christmas thing that you guys are going to love too. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on this wellness season. This is a fantastic question. How did you figure out what you wanted to do with your life? I feel like everyone around me has it all figured out, but I'm the only one who doesn't. See, this question, this question kind of hits home for me because I very much struggle with imposter syndrome, which if you guys have never heard that term, I didn't know what it meant for a long time, but if you guys have never heard that term, um, it just means that you feel like you're not qualified to be where you are or you just struggle with the idea that you can be successful and that you're allowed to be in the position that you're in. Like you feel like an imposter in your own body just because of maybe like things that people have told you or ideas that society has. And I often feel like just because I'm young, um, I'm not allowed to do this. And people have told me that, which is really shitty because I'm just as qualified as anybody else. Um, Maybe I don't have, you know, 10 years of experience yet, but I'm a human being and I know a lot about holistic wellness and I live it out every single day and I've been through the trenches and lifted myself up because of holistic wellness and um, that story taught me a lot. Regardless, how did I figure out what I wanted to do with my life? I don't think I did or I don't think I have figured it out yet. I think that humans are always evolving, we're always changing, we're always growing. I also don't think that you're meant to do one singular thing for your entire life. There are a plethora of other career paths that I have thought about that I'm still not opposed to going down one day. And I don't think that you're supposed to just have like one thing that you do forever. And it's okay to dip your toe in one area and then decide that it's not for you and go do something different. I'm in a very transitional period of my life right now where I'm kind of stepping away from, um, I don't know, maybe we call it like the influencer world. And I've, I've been stepping away for the past year now, but... I've just decided, you know, after November, I'm not doing YouTube anymore. And it's a big decision because there's, you know, good money there. There is, you know, it's fun. There are opportunities, but it's just not for me anymore. You know, I've done it. I've done it for five years and I'm ready to move on. I've grown up and I'm ready to do something different. I've stepped into this role as a health coach And I love it. And I love talking to you and helping you and giving people the tools that they need to become the best versions of themselves and equipping them with ways to dig deeper down into themselves and pull out the person that they're really truly supposed to be. I love doing that. And this podcast has brought me to you, which is crazy. I hope that this podcast can reach more people. So that's kind of the avenue that I'm walking down right now. But how do you figure out what you want to do? I think it's just trial and error. You know, do something for a little bit and then learn from it and move on. And then maybe you do something else for a little bit and then you decide that you love it. So you want to go deeper into that. Maybe you want to go 
learn more about it, learn a different niche in that specific career, that's fine too. I don't think that you're supposed to have it figured out. It's kind of fun not knowing what's next. This one's interesting (laughs) and I kind of like it. What's the worst part about working for yourself? Working 24-7 and I have no freaking clue what the next thing is. Like I can take this small, cute little business that I've built that's helped thousands of women all over the world and I can do whatever I want with it. And if I fuck up, it's totally my fault. Isn't that terrifying? But it's so much fun. And I love the idea that anything's possible. What are a few books that changed your life? I love short, sweet, easily digestible self-help books. And one that really changed my life is a book and it's really small and it's called A Little Bit of Ayurveda. I believe Ayurveda is the oldest um, medicine system and it was developed in India over 5,000 years ago. And it was the first take on a holistic approach to medicine. So instead of just looking at each individual symptom, um, they look at the human's um, entire lifestyle and entire being. So this book really broke down what Ayurveda is and how it's impacted modern medicine and how you can live a holistic lifestyle, essentially. Um, Another book that I love um, and I recommend every woman reads is called Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. And she is a health coach and she helps women with hormone imbalance, menstrual issues, fertility issues. Um, And that book is just absolutely incredible and it teaches you so many things about being a woman that you didn't even know before. Another book I really love is called Smart Plants and it's by Julie Morris. And she teaches to the idea that food is, well, obviously fuel. We talk about that all the time, but Um, The food that you eat impacts your memory, focus, your cognitive function, kind of your brain on food, essentially. I have so many. I think I'm going to make like an Instagram post all about my favorite books just because I do get this question a lot. If I ever read a book that's really good, I try to link it on my Amazon shop page, which if you just go to amazon.com slash, I think it's shop slash Lily Rako, you could probably find it. Everything across the internet that's me is my name. So if you ever want to look up something like I I think I have most social media accounts except for Snapchat and Twitter and I don't have TikTok either but if you ever want to find me on anything my name is just Lily Rako and same goes for like Amazon same goes for like to know it if you ever want to know where something was from it's probably on like Amazon or like to know it or something I really this is what pisses me off sometimes we're kind of going on a tangent but that's okay What really pisses me off is when people just DM me out of the blue, like not even a greeting, not even like a, hey, hi, what's up? But they're just like, where is this from? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not the link magician. You guys know how much time it takes to go through and link shit? It takes so much time. Okay, think about it this way. When you're online shopping or when you are shopping in Target, for example, are you actively going online and copying and pasting the links into your notes app and saving them or bookmarking them so you can send the link to your friend just in case they might want to buy it? Do you do that? Because I sure as hell don't. But I think that people think that I'm just like the link magician. So if I ever don't have a link to something, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just a human. 
but yeah that really makes me mad when people just out of the blue they're like where's your shirt from unless I'm really excited about something and I link it or if I really 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 believe in something and I link it I think I linked these wine glasses from the other night from CB2 only because they're beautiful and I'm obsessed with them but I'm not just gonna link my random outfit that I'm wearing today like I would not even post this outfit on Instagram just so you guys can get like a visual of what's going on right now I'm in mix match socks so one's white one's gray I have on my Ugg slippers which I do love um some random Lululemon sweatpants that are old as shit and I will not leave the house in them this sweatshirt's actually kind of cute it's just like a, a pink uh cycle bar t-shirt and I'm wearing just like a random old sports bra and I have my blue light glasses on, my hair in a very, very messy bun. And I'm sitting at my desk and I have a candle going. So that's the vibe. Next question is, what's your go-to drink? Oh, that's perfect because we just talked about my wine glasses, which are linked on my, probably my November highlight on my Instagram story, I want to say, or maybe like my in the kitchen highlight. I've started to really try to find an organic or naturally grown low sugar wine that I like. So I found one the other day at OC Organics, which is just like a local um, organic market. And I think it was called Blue Quail and it was a Sauvignon Blanc. And it was really good. I really liked it. It was just organic grapes. Um, There's no nutrition label on wine bottles, so you don't really know how much sugar (laughs) you're drinking. Um, But I love a Sauvignon Blanc, and so I'm trying to find, like, an organic, natural, paleo, keto, whatever, whatever, whatever type of wine to drink so it's not as much sugar, and then if you're not having as much sugar, your hangover's not as bad, and I mean, I'm not drinking to the point where I'm hungover. I really don't like to be in that state, but, like, one or two glasses of wine with dinner, if I'm with a group of people or family or whatever, it's nice, it's fun. So, I like wine, Um, the healthiest alcohol, which... Okay, I take that back. No alcohol is really healthy, but it's fun to have a beverage now and again. But if you really want to have like the healthiest drink, it's tequila with like a little bit of mineral water. If you want to have like a little sparkle, a little bubble in there um, and just some lime juice, that's probably the healthiest that you could have. How to be truly content with life. This is like a really deep question. We could get like really philosophical here. I think ultimately you have to believe in something bigger than yourself or just something to believe in. It doesn't even have to be like religiously, but even if you just, you know, know that there's something bigger than you, even if it's just like the greater good of the world, that's like a really encouraging thing to know that that like this just isn't it, you know? I don't know. That's how I'm truly content with my life is knowing that there's something greater than me in this world. Go-to meal prepping meals. I love a good chili. I'm not the biggest soup fan, to be honest. I can appreciate a soup, but it just kind of depends on the day. But it is a good meal prepping meal. It's also a good idea just to meal prep like veggies and stuff. So you could like come home from work and have like a nice big veggie tray with some hummus. That's always good. So you could pre-cut like carrots, celery, broccoli, peppers, whatever. And just keep them in a little bit of water in like a glass container. And that way they don't dry out. But they're pre-chopped so you don't have to worry about chopping. You can just straight up eat a snack or something. Um, Also overnight oats is a great meal prep breakfast because they will keep in the fridge for like a week. (music) 
that is going to be it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to subscribe. I post new episodes every Monday and Thursday. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, don't be shy. Leave a rate and a review. And if you really enjoyed this episode, you can also share it on Instagram for a chance to be entered in an ebook giveaway. Each week, I pick a couple listeners who post a screenshot of you listening to this episode on your Instagram story who tag me, Lily Rako, and the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. So if you want the chance to win my three ebooks, you can post about today's episode on your Instagram story. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all so much. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon.